Yeah, so I'm, I'm up here because I get to introduce our speaker for the evening, um, who is Mr. Todd Lau, but I'm going to say something first, and then you can, like, cheer him on. Uh, I just, most of you know, Todd is uh, pastor, elder of Blazing Fire, and has been so for many years, I want to say about eight or nine years now, um, ten years, that's about how long our current elder pastor team has been together. Anyway... The numbers keep going up as we're sitting here. Uh, but he's also our uh, worship pastor and our uh, youth, uh, young adult pastor, and just does a phenomenal job. And uh, Todd, like Karina, uh, was one of those that came many years ago and, and uh, pretty broken and um, didn't really want to talk to us a whole lot. But he, after a while, let us love him a little bit and then started just... The thing was, he couldn't fool me because, you know what, life tends to knock us down and not make us the best version of ourselves sometimes when we go through really hard things, right? But I could see right through, and I saw the treasure in this guy. And um, what I want to say about Todd before he speaks is this, is that um, sometimes the best thing we can do in life is to persevere, which means we keep going, which means we keep believing the truth even when we're not always feeling it. And that's something Todd has done for a long, long time. And because of it, I've watched him grow and mature and mature and just become this amazing specimen of light, (laughs) of a man of God. Did you like that specimen of light? It's almost like Marvel-esque. But anyway, I'm so proud of this guy. So, um, And he's just got a big heart. So... uh, He's going to make you laugh, too. Would you welcome and honor Todd Lout? That's one I've never been called before. SL. I'm going to try to remember that. Make a meme or something out of it. Uh, oh, wow. Um, let's pray. Holy Spirit. Come and do your craziest, really. I mean, just really come, come, <clears throat> come and blow sadness out of the water. Um, perpetual sadness. We know that there's going to be some in life, but I'm talking about the stuff that tries to stick. And I'm asking you, God, tonight to to just shift things for us. And we submit to you, Holy Spirit. You've got a plan for us. We remember that we can't even love you at all except that you loved us first. And uh, that is profound, and that will help keep us going. So help us to remember that, God. We love you. Holy Spirit, come do what you want to do, what only you can do. (laughs) Uh, Amen. (laughs) Um, I just have to brag for a second. You know, Father's Day. my, um, My son is sitting back there and on the floor, and I just... And every time I look at him, I get really good feelings. And I, I, I wanted to say, like, there's so many ways that a, a kid can turn out, you know. But um, I grew up, when I was in, I, let, real quick, like, in junior high, elementary school, I was a really sad kid. I was pretty depressed and sad. And, and, and I didn't know how to relate to people and stuff. But in high school, it all shifted and turned around, and I became this crazy I was a class clown in high in senior, and um, and I remember thinking, if I ever have a kid, I wonder if they're going to be funny, you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
And Josiah, one of the great, there's so many things I could say about him, but one of the great blessings to have him around is laughter, which I swear keeps me young, kind of, and, um, <laughs> and healthy and um, makes us laugh all the time. But besides that, he's so deep, and I just love him incredibly so. So I love you. He was not expecting me to say that stuff. And if my daughter was here, I'd be saying the same. But she just returned from Australia, and she's, she's at a wedding, um, a bridal thing, a bachelorette thing. She's going to be in a, in a wedding. All right. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm just I'm going to say a few things tonight that are, that are going to be really something you already know. So a few things. You know, but it's those types of things that we need to hear again. I'm going to I'm going to be really honest and admit that sometimes when somebody's giving me advice or if I'm listening to preaching. <laughs> hey, Steve. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, um, somebody's preaching and it's stuff that makes me think, oh, yeah, I knew that. You know, I, I, I I've had temptations in the past to feel almost defensive, like, oh, yeah, I knew that, you know. And God, at one point, told me, yeah, you did, but you forgot, bro. <laughs> so, um, so go ahead and just receive it again, you know? So I thought I'd throw that out there in case that hit happens to you tonight. You know, like, <laughs> like Todd's saying this point that, duh, you know? But maybe, maybe it just needs to be renewed inside, you know? Um, so... I, I, I'm, I mentioned this a couple times. I actually picked some songs on purpose to go with what I'm going to say tonight. Um, yeah, that's the joy of worship leading and then preaching. <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassing part of that is it almost feels like it's the Todd show, and that makes me embarrassed. But it's not the Todd show. It's the God show. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to... Do that cute little rhyme, but this <laughs> it worked out, didn't it? Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm playing with the stand. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm fully aware that um, uh, most people here, uh, be, be, because uh, not because of assumption, but because of things many have said to me and stuff that. Um, that that many perceive me as um, the happiest dude ever, you know, just the like happy-go-lucky, always joyful, always crazy, and stuff. But um, but uh, I want to share something else with you, something that's something that's kind of in my private life, and um, and I'm only sharing this because I want to bring freedom to everyone, and I felt like God just straight up said to do it. So um, yeah, uh, you know. Um, I was I was doing some yard work recently, and um, I love doing yard work. It's a great time for me because I get to be by myself with some worship music, maybe quiet, or whatever. I get to I get to manipulate plants, you know, and stuff like God does, and uh, it's a great time. But it's weird. It's, I've had these temptations over time um, during yard work for that to be a time where I start working out like difficulty with someone or something like practicing the things I might say, you know, or should have said, or whatever, <laughs> and, um, and I felt like it was just robbing that from me, so I, I've done a war to have that, 
to have that gone from my yard work time. Um, so it's usually really, really deep and awesome these days. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was out there doing some yard work. I'm like, yes, I'm happy working on the plants, working on this. And all of a sudden, um, I became really aware that I was pretty sad. And I think I shared last week that um, I've had a I've had a, hard, a harder time coming back from Uganda this year than ever before. Um, and partially, I just I really, really, really want to be with some people out there. I really miss them, and um, and I have uh, uh, and I miss a lot of ways out there. And I just my heart go. It's it's like mission strip. You know, you go out there, you you put your heart out there, and you're like, bye, I gotta go now. You know, and it's hard. Um, so I knew I was kind of sad in that, and I felt like God was bringing that up. I'm like, yeah, I'll deal with that, God. I'll deal with that. But this is what I got surprised with. I just did so much backstory for nothing. But anyway, um, but he said, um, actually, you've got some perpetual sadness in your life, you know. And at first I thought, me, I do, I do, I do, (laughs) you know. Uh, And I thought, that sounds so horrible, you know, perpetual sadness. I don't want to ever tell anybody that. Um, but here's what happened. He, he, he showed me that, that, that actually, for a long time, um, I've carried a little bit of sadness um, in such a way that I've actually accepted it as a part of me, and it just comes with me all the time. So even on my fun times, it's, it's hanging out, you know. And, um, and he said, I want to help you get rid of that. Then I had this little struggle argument with, well, I thought we're supposed to have some sadness, you know, whatever. And... Um, so he's been dealing with me about sorting all this out. And, um, and, oh, and when I heard this, and I, was, I said to him, yes, you're right. I can see it. I want to work this out. Um, that's when I actually heard, actually, most of you do, you know. And that's when I decided maybe I'll share this with church, too, you know. Um, and I think it's true. I think, I think uh, a lot of human beings, a lot of Americans with some pressures and different things, we're, we're walking around with some level of, of that. And um, we've talked about these types of things before, too, and we, we call it foreboding spirit, you know, um, that kind of thing. But just, just even like a low-lying little hum of a sadness going on that kind of keeps you at bay. I want to talk about that. Um, and it's not a negative confession, but the truth is we're going to have some sadness in our life. We are. You know, am I the only one who saw that movie Inside Out by Pixar? You guys love that movie or what? Yeah. Okay. Such a good movie. I, I think I'll watch it again soon um, after I watch Incredibles. <laughs> um, <coughs> Got to go see that first. But um, pretty incredible movie <laughs> um, about about emotions and um, and and their place inside of us. Pretty accurate too. Um, and I, I love it. So who hasn't not seen the movie? I don't actually want to do spoilers. Okay. Well, let me just, I'll say one little thing about, about what happens at the end. Uh, uh, those of you who hadn't seen it, just don't rush out and see it. You can wait a couple weeks. You'll forget. (laughs) There's. There's a, there's a character named Sadness in it. And, um, and Sadness is kind of taken over the control center of this little girl's emotions, you know. Um, and Joy got lost inside. 
And, um, but uh, at the end, it, there was, it actually kind of came out that, that the, there needed to be a level of sadness in order for joy to operate, actually, and vice versa in the movie. It was beautiful how they did it. Um, and it's very true. So I'm not saying that we're not supposed to have sadness ever. Okay? And it's not a negative confession that we are supposed to have it. We, it's just going to be part of life. You know, um, I was thinking of some of these cliches like uh, into every life, a little rain must fall. You know, and I went I went through a period of time where everything was positive confession for me. And I heard that phrase once and I was like, that is a lie from hell. And uh, <clears throat> but actually, I, you know, even through this past couple of weeks working things out with God, he showed me actually that saying is true. It's very true. And rain is what makes the flowers come. You know, um, and uh, so in life, you know, sometimes. Um, but he never said that we weren't going to have it, but he did. He did. He does not want us to allow it to become the master of us. He does not want it to allow us. Uh, he does what not want us to allow it to become what guides us and where, how, what we make decisions out of and our constant companion. Um, because. He actually, he acknowledges in the Bible, I'm going to read a, a couple of scriptures about that, this, that this exists, you know, but he also acknowledges um, that he also offers some ways out for us too. Um, I'm going to tell a couple testimonies as well. Um, uh, if we don't allow it to become a habit or our normal way of life, um, uh, it, well, it's not going to produce any life if, if it because, becomes our normal and um, sad, sadness needs joy for the word victory to become a thing, right? Um, for the word victory, and I wrote overcome, to be part of our life. Jesus himself is the victor, and he is the overcomer. And um, it is actually a strange, almost like an oxymoron, but that our sadness sometimes causes us to look again at the, the bright shining sun, Jesus. Um, that doesn't mean you just call it into your life. You know, like, I can't see Jesus. I need sadness. Come. You know, don't do that. <clears throat> just keep looking up the whole time. Just keep looking up to him the whole time. But I, so because I'm saying, yes, there's going to be some sadness, I want to I talk here briefly about some balance. Okay? Because <laughs> we do need balance. And don't we not like the word balance? Some people don't like that word. Um, uh yeah, I, I, I see in my notes here, I wrote about, I said, tell about the two extremes that I went to in churches. It, it's interesting. Uh, we, we were in, uh, Karina and I were in a ministry in a church that um, it was really good in that the, the, the profession was good confession, you know, and prosperity. And um, it was a word of faith church that we were in, ministry, a big one. And... Um, and the ministry itself didn't hold these people to this, but some of the people that worked at that ministry were just, a lot of people actually, you didn't know who they really were because it would be like, hey, Joe, how's your day going? Well, I'm blessed and highly favored in the apple of his eye. And that was the only answer that anyone would ever give. You know, it's a great confession and it's actually true, but, but nobody there really knew each other except that and there were I remember finding out uh, one family there was going through the most horrendous horrible thing and nobody really knew 
because um, they felt like they didn't have any right to tell anyone, you know, because it needs to be caught positive. That, to me, it was what I would call an extreme of, of igno- not acknowledging sadness at all, you know. Yes, it's real. Um, then we went from there to, um, straight to, when we moved away, we went to another church that um, there was a whole lot of negativity at, and people, a lot of the times were, um, at least at least the people to me were con- were constantly confessing a lot of <laughs> negativity all the time, and it was making me down, you know, and I thought, my gosh, these people need an upper, Jesus, you know, <laughs> not, a, not a pill, but you know what I mean, Jesus, and um, I <laughs> thought I'd better correct that really fast. Uh, because they were Debbie Downers, you know. Have you guys ever seen Debbie Downer on SNL? Have you ever seen her? Like no matter what anybody's talking, you could be at a birthday party and Debbie's there. And they're like, you know, oh, these streamers are beautiful. And she'd be like, but the, the, the dye in the streamers can drip off of there and cause cancer, you know. And then the sound would go, don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Um, and then uh, <laughs> um, I, there's a, there's a uh, I want to quote something from a movie. I'm not going to even tell you what movie because I really don't want to recommend this movie <laughs> um, that I haven't even really seen myself. Except I heard, I heard someone, someone tell me, Todd, you should watch this clip. Because this dad says something to his son that is amazing. And his son went through a horrible pain. Went through some horrible pain. And I actually cried when I watched this clip. Um, But the dad looked at his son and was trying to help him. And he said, most parents would hope the whole thing would just go away. That their son would land on their feet. Um, Talking about that pain, you know. But I am no such parent we rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster, but we go bankrupt by the age of 30 and have less to offer each time we start with something new. But to make yourself feel nothing so as to feel anything, what a waste. You know? And that I cried when I heard that because I thought, man, <laughs> that is, that's the truth. You know, and trying to numb it or just pretend it's not there or whatever these things need to be dealt with for real you know and that's where growth comes from um and i i wrote here there's no shame in that sadness actually happens there's no shame in it you know i want to lay this ground before i talk about some remedy here you know but there is no shame that sadness takes place like i said it's just a part of life um god knew that we were going to have it and he addressed it um this is Isaiah 61. Uh, there's this same passage is in two places in the Bible, and Jesus is saying this when he returns from the desert. Um, also, the Spirit of God, the Master, is in me because God has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. There it is, the brokenhearted. To announce freedom to all captives, pardon all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace a celebration of God's uh, destruction of our enemies and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion. Give them uh, bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of news of doom, Debbie Downer, Um, (laughs) a praising heart instead of a a languid heart, spirit. Um, 
Rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. And they'll rebuild old ruins, raise a new city out of the wreckage. They'll start over. Uh, I'm, yeah, they'll start over on the ruined cities. Take the rubble uh, left behind to make it new. And the main part I'm getting here is that oil of gladness to replace the mourning, the sadness. Um, so God is saying here, yeah, it's in people's lives. It's going to be there, but I'm also the answer. I'm also telling you I'm proclaiming the truth, which is God really loves you. He's really, truly good, and he loves you so much that he let these things in our life that um, the sin part especially uh, be killed with Jesus, along with Jesus, so we can be on the road to freedom there. Um, Here's another. Um, The Holy Spirit is referred to as the comforter. John fourteen twenty six, if he wasn't referred to as the comforter or if we didn't have any pain or if we didn't have sadness, he probably wouldn't have that name. You know, we need him. But all of this points to our need of him. Uh, let's see. What else did I put here? Revelation 21, 4. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is when we get to go be with him face to face. Death is gone for good. Tears are gone. Crying gone. Pain gone. All the first order of things gone. (laughs) The enthroned continued, look, I'm making everything new. We sang that tonight. He makes everything new. I I try to bring out various scriptures here that just say, yeah, it exists. And here's my last one, Romans 12, 5. Mourn with those who mourn. These things are so important. Uh, You know, it's... um, when, when my pops, when my earthly dad um, got uh, pancreatic cancer, um, it, was, it was pretty shocking news, and it all happened really quick, you know. And, uh, and when we found out the news, they, they still gave him close to a year, but he went within four months of that news, I think. And, um, and, it was, and I, was, I was holding my head up, and um, it, was, it was sad. It was really sad. <laughs> Love my dad. Um, also was very happy he gets to be with Jesus. He loved Jesus. I'm sorry, he loves Jesus. Very much so. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, um, I, uh, I remember uh, at the time, there were, there were a few people in my life that they were all about not at all saying you ever have any kind of bad sadness or a bad day or anything at all, you know. And I had, um, I had just simply shared that I went, I went to Missouri to be with my mom and, and, and be at the service for my dad. And I was just sharing it. I wasn't even crying, really, but I shared it. And, and these certain people, they're not here. Um, uh, they passed by me later and just started laughing and said, there is no mourning. There is none of that. And it really deeply, deeply hurt me. I mean, it hurt me so bad, probably more than what <laughs> the pain I was feeling. And I thought, how could you, how could you do that? I'm, I'm a human being. I've got, I'm going through this. You know, um, so there's there's the there's some of the mistake of actually trying to deny these facts, you know, that this exists, but it does exist and will exist again. And we have some answers. And I want to share some things about that. Um, I'm going to go backwards. Um, I'm going to go back into more into my own testimony real quick. Um, 
you know, when the Lord talked to me out there in the yard, um, I, I, it's, it's weird. It's awesome. It was kind of, it, it kind of reminded me of when we get, get to go be with the Lord and our lives flash before our eyes. This was kind of happening to me in my backyard. Because um, I sat down at this table we have back there. I was like, okay, I want to work. I want to think about this with you. And all of a sudden, I, I was going backwards in time in my mind. And um, I was actually seeing other periods of time where I was really perpetually joyful most of the time. Uh, or, or, yeah, uh, for the most part. Um, but that was kind of a short period of time. It was actually when we came to this church. And, uh, and that, that was probably hugely brought on to the, the freedom that came after Brent did see into me, <laughs> you know, like you said. Uh, and the Lord uh, was showing me that, yes, I really think you're awesome, Todd, and I love you. Um, but I really went way far back. And um, I started thinking about all of us, and I started thinking, you know, we can never, ever, ever judge anyone for the sadness they're going through and for the reason for the sadness. Because if, if, if you hear that someone is facing, you know, hard things in their heart um, over something that you don't think would be sad to you. Um, it just is to them, and that's the way it is, period. You know, mourn with those who mourn and, and, and also help and encourage. There's a lot about that, too, in the Bible. Um, I, me- I remember Joyce Meyer once talking about, um, uh, <laughs> talking about how she, uh, what was it? She, um, oh, yeah. She was, she was trying to get rid of smoking, you know, it was a vice for her, and she didn't want to do it, and she was really going through this crazy thing with the Lord and, and um, about trying to get rid of, of cigarettes in her life. And then, um, but she said somebody else in her life was going through a thing that she's never been tempted with, and she said, she, I, she said I remember judging her and thinking, I would never have that temptation. <laughs> and she said that God spoke to her and said, that's because if you did, you wouldn't make it. I saw to it that you didn't have that. Deal with the cigarette thing. Let's go on. You know, <laughs> man, that ministered to me, and um, <laughs> I thought it was pretty incredible. I, I just started thinking about um, the other day. You know, just the various things. For me, um, there was some. I, I was actually. Um, I don't know how much of my testimony any of you have heard. I hope I don't bore you with this portion, but um, but I was. Um, I was I was born in Texas, a really big baby, ten and a half pounds, and um, and a giggly, fun, happy baby, and um, and then uh, and my parents said I was just super happy, joyful kid, um, and then when I was right at a year old, I I something happened to me in Mexico. The water had something in it, and did something to my body, and um, and made me so sick that the doctors were preparing my parents for my death. And um, told them to call all their friends and, to, you know, tell them. Uh, so they did call all the friends, but they had them all pray. <laughs> and um, and uh, uh, there was a really fast turnaround. It blew the doctors away. It's one of those stories. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the parent, my parents said that after that, I became a little less giddy of a kid. But then eventually it came back. Um, but... But then uh, we ended up in a, uh, we ended up in a, we, we moved, I was born in Texas, and my dad was in Bible college there, 
And after my sister was born after me, we moved to California, and we ended up um, in a church my dad was co-pastoring, and it was a very controlling church that, that was uh, being run in, a, in an unhealthy way. And, um, and over time, uh, and, and they said at that church, I would sing and laugh and, and giggle and make, people, make faces, make all people laugh all the time and stuff. But, um, but it became evident that my parents needed to leave. And, uh, and my dad got a, a, a job offer bap- preaching at a Baptist church in Pinole for 20 years. He did that. And um, so when we were trying to leave, that pastor and the wife blocked the driveway. Uh, and, and, the past- and the wife got out, and she, she spoke curses over me and my sister. We were just tiny little kids, you know. And one of those things was about being depressed and sad and stuff. And my parents said it happened. I, it, like, I instantly changed for many years. Um, I don't think they knew much then about warfare at that point, about, you know, to take care of that. But, you know, there was a straight-up curse from a pastor's wife. And um, so this sad thing came on me, and I became withdrawn. I didn't know how to re- relate to kids at school. It was just I, I, I couldn't stand it, you know, and I had to really get some deliverance uh, in high school is when that started breaking off of me. Um, but God brought me even back there. And I've dealt with that before in Sozo sessions and stuff. But it's kind of neat because in my backyard, he was like, let's go there again together, just you and me, without other people, you know. And we just went there. And I just started living a little bit out with him and saying, I'm giving this to you. I'm giving this to you. I didn't think it was an issue anymore, really. But I don't know. This neat joy came over me to do that, you know. Um, he wants to do the same with you. He wants to do the same with you. There's so many stories in here. I mean, there's so many stories, you know, and it, it could be, I mean, you could have tragedy over a small, what someone else thinks is small. It's okay. The Lord wants to deal with it. You know, I, I got, I got really, I mean, there was a couple things when I was a kid that wouldn't do anything to anyone else that really actually impacted me like Mr. Rogers, who I love, you know, I watched Mr. Rogers faithfully, but I was walking through the house naked after taking a shower when I was a kid, and, and, I, and Mr. Rogers looked at right and said, I like you just the way you are. <laughs> I was mortified. I thought he was seeing me, and um, I screamed and cried and told my parents, oh, my gosh, he saw me, he saw me, because I didn't understand you know, the concept of television, you know. And my parents said, that had a weird impact on you for a while. I wouldn't watch Mr. Rogers, and he was such a joyful dude. And, um, and then, you know, I got anger came in, another TV thing where, where um, you know, Saturday mornings, remember, like, Schoolhouse Rock? I love Schoolhouse Rock, except I loved ketchup and mustard and stuff like that. And there was one Schoolhouse Rock where this little dude would go around and sing, don't drown your food in mayo or ketchup or goo. And he would sing about that. And I would get mad. I was, I was, <laughs> I was really mad. I was like, how dare you try to control, you know. <laughs> I even was reminded of that from the other day from the Lord. And I, I just thought that was nothing but comedy, you know. But he was like, hey, let go. Like, oh, okay, maybe that's why I eat too much mayonnaise in my life, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so he really wants to get in our stuff with you, you know? And I, I won't go into this detail, but 
as I share, as Karina and I share with you, many weeks back, you know, we were having a little spat up at Bethel, and it happens to be this, you know, Bill Johnson comes over and is like, have dinner with me. <laughs> and that's when another time we're like, wow, God, you really get into our mess with us, you know. But go ahead and let him. Vulnerability, it's that scary word that you hear a lot around blazing fire church and the inner healing ministry, you know, and you want to stay away from that word, but it's so important, especially with God, especially with God into me. You see, we need that with him. Um, man, I've lost my place. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I can't believe. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk about a couple other things that just bring in a little sadness because I want to expose a few lies, you know, too. And then we're going to just discuss a little bit of remedy. Um, and this, this one's going to be like, whoa, Todd said that. But I'm going to just straight up say it. Sin, guys. Hey. <laughs> Look at that. 20 people just got up and left. <clears throat> Um, and this is another thing that the Lord was showing me, but, um, but I already knew, but he's re-showing me. It's like, you know, there are some things that are considered sin. And let me just reiterate that sin is only the stuff that it's not a list of do's and don'ts. It's only the stuff that God out of his love is saying, that's going to hurt you. I want you to stay away from that son, daughter. So that's what that is. But, um, but when we, um, we are very, very good at this. We can do this very easily. Let some sins become, um, kind of get in, and then we dismiss them like, oh, whatever, or it's covered by the grace, you know. Um, or, or it's actually, it's not that bad, and we start talking to ourselves, you know. Maybe some other influences talking to us. Um, but over time, when we, when we get, let some of those just become a thing. And I'm, you know, it, when when I say sin, I know that some things people are thinking, whoa, pornography. You know, some people are thinking murder. Some people are straight up thinking the thing I said about someone yesterday. It's all the same, really. I mean, it's just, you know, um, so, but some of those little little sounding things are those things that get hooks in us. And over time, when they're in there, sadness comes. Sadness comes and we don't even know why it's there. You know, so yeah, um, so this is a good time to sit down at a table and have a loud, out loud conversation with God. That's what I did the other day, you know, just saying, I want to sort through this with you. Um, um, also, uh, hope deferred, um, hope deferred will make us sick. You know, when we let hope slip, hope, I've said it many times, but hope is not a bad word, like we've, a negative word, I mean, like we've made it out to be like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen to you. You know, no, hope is divine expectation. You know, it's a a glorious expectation of good. It's it's a really good word, but we let hope um, be gone uh, sometimes after we've been disappointed here, disappointed there, and, and we decide... I, it's it's too much to consider that hope can be real, so I'm not even going to invite it in. But when that happens, it makes our heart sick. It really does. And why would that happen? Because it's a fruit of the Spirit, right? We've got Holy Spirit, 
And that's a fruit of the Spirit, is hope. Um, so hope deferred will, deferred will do that. Um, and honestly, passions um, not realized, or passions left behind because of disappointment. You know? Um, um, the other day, uh, and, you know, the things that the conversations between me and the Lord, I'm, I'll tell you about them, but you could take them to God yourself, you know, and say, maybe that was just for Todd or maybe, you know, hopefully it's encouraging to you. Um, but I like to I like to tell our youth group and college group, like, I'm just a, I'm just a dude, you know, a human guy who thinks I got some revelation on God. But whatever I say, just take it to the Lord yourself, you know, but but he and I were talking and um, and I said, and, and I and what I, I was like so, so um, what's that word I used at the beginning? Perpetual, perpetual sadness. Um, let me think about what's actually causing some of that right now, and um, and I started to make a list of things, and most of what was on the list is stuff that I don't actually fully trust him with, in my life. One of those things was um was aching passions over a few things. And, um, and, it, and it, it might sound minuscule when I say this one to you, but you might relate and go, hey, that, maybe that's my problem right there, you know? But um, ever since I was a kid, I, I, loved, I loved design, you know? I love to design stuff. I always love to take garbage and make it into something really cool. Um, I always liked art. I, I used to you know, take miniature pictures before digital cameras, just line up all my Star Wars characters and make scenes, you know, and try to do it all perfect. And, uh, <laughs> and um, uh, I made music videos with my sister. You know, we just, so much like artistic stuff. But I loved to design. I had the coolest teenage room ever in the 80s. I did. <laughs> uh and um, so I decided when I go into college, I'm going to go into interior design, you know, so, and I felt passionate about it. I love it. Um, uh, so I started, I started signing up for that. And one friend of mine said, everyone's going to think you're gay if you take that. And because of that, I stopped. I, I, I didn't do it because of one thing that one person said that might happen. I forego uh, an entire career that is something I was really passionate about, you know. So um, I, I, I did other things in college that I like, psychology, you know, and um, some music. Um, but, yeah, I let that go. And um, it's a huge regret. But here's the thing. Um, I submitted all this to the Lord a while back, you know, that that part. And I'm like, how do I work this out? I still... This is going to sound crazy, guys, but this is true, okay? I follow on Instagram, I follow some of the accounts, like one's called Dope Decors. And if you like this stuff, check out that account. Dope Decors, Dope Architecture. And, um, I mean, every day they have got several, th- I mean, sometimes I think maybe I shouldn't follow this because they put the coolest houses, exactly the style I like, exactly the interiors I like, you know, and, but, but here's what happens to me when I see it. I actually feel desperate. I, I feel like anxiety, but in, almost in a good way. I, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like this elation when, every time I see these pictures and, and Karina follows it too, but I'll, I'll even tag her in it. I'm like, look at this one. She's like, I know I saw it, you know, but I'm just like, you have to say it, you know, 
uh, I want to do this. And then I get this ache that I don't have the money to replicate these things. I want a house like that now, you know. Um, <clears throat> but here's the deal. God, um, God, is, God has helped me, you know, to kind of regain some of that he, little by little. Like, just work on a little project you like, you know. Our daughter just got back from Australia. And, um, and her old room is occupied by someone right now. So we convinced her that she's going to have to stay in the, in the back room, which is kind of set up like an office, kind of messy back there. Um, and, uh, but what she didn't know is we completely redid that back room and turned it into her room. And um, that was ah, for me. You know, it was so fun. And God's saying, see, I, I'm, you could still do these things. You know, yeah, you kind of messed up with that fear thing back there, but you're with me now. We can make up for it, you know, and who knows what's what's on tap for the future for that. In fact, Pastor David has asked me to redesign all this. And so (laughs) uh, so I have three different designs for him. And um, yeah, he gives me little, you know, portions of it right now. But when you do do something that um, is your passion. If you do forego fear and just go ahead and do something, even if it seems crazy, um, you're going to find more joy. It's going to put a more consistent level of joy in you because actually probably that passion in you is your God nature, you know, from, and he's like, this is my part of my DNA. I want you to have, you know, I mean, I, I, I created this little, uh, place on our front porch. That's really quiet and peaceful, surrounded by foliage and um and it's 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 a really sweet spot and some some young guy in my life recently who um who 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 well anyway uh, he came over to the house and he he wanted to open up and tell me some things that I'd never in a million years thought he would ever talk to me about and he said I want to sit in that spot you made out there that that, that makes me feel peaceful and and ready to talk you know and even today I looked out and saw Karina out there um, chilling and just seeing that made my heart so happy. I'm like, ah, and God's like, just do these things that these little passions, they're not, they're not uh, a waste of time. You know, they're not indulgence. Just, just make them happen. Um, anyway, but, uh, but I was talking about hope deferred. Um, anyway, I'm going to move on I had more of those things, but, um, I mean, certainly, certainly big ones like, you know, a death, of a friend, a loved one, a family member, um, that's going to bring on some sadness. But even that is something that God says, hey, if you do this the right way, if you mourn with those who mourn, uh, we can get some healing and start rolling in, you know. But if you, if you don't, um, they're going to have a harder time with this, you know. So he, he, he moves through us human beings um, to help bring some of that healing. Um, but I just want to, I, I wrote down some things that, that I worked, I, I, I just made fresh notes with the Lord, you know, last week over these things, because I just wanted it to be fresh for me. Um, surround yourself with truth. This is some of the remedy part, you know. Surround yourself with truth. And if that means you need to overhaul your brain first, then please do, you know. A renewed mind. A renewed mind. Uh transformation by the inner man, by the renewed mind. Um, load your mind with the truth of what God says about you. Read your Bible. If you're having trouble with the version you've got, get a passion or any other version. That's really good. 
I don't know what the passion version has done something to this dude's brain. You know, it's um, worship Jesus. Duh. That's one of those things like, well, duh, Todd. Yeah, but I'm a worship leader and a worshiper and I love to worship Jesus when nobody's looking. But I still forget sometimes because when the, the dark thing or the bad news or whatever it is comes at me, it, it's, it's interesting. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like that. And then I kind of look over there and forget that, oh, yeah, worshiping Jesus does something for me. And um, just turn back around and worship the Lord. Gaze on the one who made you. Gaze on the one who brought goodness into the world. Gaze on the one who loved you first. Gaze on him. And I, I love, what's that saying? It's like you are what you behold or you become what you behold. It's the truth. You just behold him. Behold him. If you behold fussiness, <laughs> if you, if um, I'm going to, I'm going to admit this one. If we, if we get entertained by lots of reality drama between people, you know, like on television or whatever, we start emulating that. Eventually we start carrying that in us and, um, and, uh, and duplicating it and then wonder what's wrong. Um, so behold, behold more of him than that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, yeah, hey... Oh, sometimes you just need to shout, hey. That's not in my notes, but it's the truth, right? You just walk into a room and you say, hey, you know, changes everything. It really does. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> See the joy that's rising up right now? <laughs> Um, I'm going to sprinkle in a couple scriptures about joy while I'm talking about some remedy here. Nehemiah 8.10 straight up says, don't be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. Proverbs 17.22, a cheerful disposition is good for your health. <laughs> it's good for your health. Gloom and doom leave a bone uh, tired. Leave you bone tired. Um. Yeah, let's see. Um, hey, okay. So um, surround yourself with truth. Read the Bible. Uh, worship Jesus. Listen to fresh testimonies. You know, I, I, um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a guy in here right now. I'm looking at. I won't make him feel singled out, but I'll stare at him right now. And um, who? <laughs> He's bald. Um, and has a much better tan than I do. Um, just, um, he doesn't, I haven't told him this, but um, he's, he's getting lots of fresh things with the Lord. You know, it's fun watching him dip into this culture and learn so much more about the Lord. But what he doesn't know is listening to his excitement has sparked some stuff in me. It's like, oh yeah, it's kind of wiping off some, some gray off me, you know? So listen to fresh testimonies. Uh, remember what God has done in your own life, the stones of remembrance. You know, in Moses' day, that was because God wanted this to happen to them. Like, you're going to face some stuff, so put these stones up there on purpose. Be intentional with remembering what I did. 
um, create a timeline of the good events that have taken place because of your existence. Don't you like It's a Wonderful Life? I mean, who doesn't like that movie, right? Um, uh, uh, wow, Karina and I real, recently, we were just, we were, you know, we were saying, wow, okay, let's think about this. If, if we didn't move to Missouri from California back in 1991, three, two, a long time ago, yeah, um, we moved to Missouri. We didn't know what we were doing. We just thought God was saying go, and we went, and it was, it was hard. Um, but we were like, wow, you know, if, if we didn't go there, then um, Karina's twin sister wouldn't have followed us out there and met her husband, and we wouldn't have the nephews that we have today. Um, my parents wouldn't have followed me out to Missouri, um, and, and my mom's mother and dad and sister wouldn't have followed her to Missouri and come out there. And my, my cousins wouldn't have met her husband. And they had their because all this, you know, sequence of events that went on be, just because we moved to Missouri and heard, heard, did what God said, even though we were scared. You know? And that's just one little thing. I mean, we, we could sit for hours and hours and map out some of the things that happened because we're here. You know what I mean? And if you're thinking, man, I'm just, I feel like nothing. Right. No, you're not. Not right is what I meant to say. <laughs> I meant like, you know, yeah, right. Sarcastic. Okay. Um, but sit, just take some time. Sometimes we just need to shut down all the other traffic and be intentional about some stuff. Like even about that, like do a little mapping of what your existence has done <laughs> to other people's lives, you know? Um, uh, yeah, read Ephesians seven uh, three seventeen over and over again. If, if any of you that have been involved in the house of prayer, you know we've prayed that five thousand times, and yet it still does something to me. You know, um, check this out in in uh, in the Passion. Then, by consistently using your faith, the life of Christ will release deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Dang! (laughs) Meditate on that for a while. How can you go wrong meditating on that? Replace some of the other with this. You know, I mean, that's just one scripture. Um, Huh? 317, yeah. Um, Use confession. Jesus did this. He used confession all the time. He, he said, this sickness is not unto death. And Lazarus died, but Jesus knew that he was going to be alive in the next chapter. You know, he used positive confession. It really does work. It, if you do it robotic and, and only because of rules, then it probably won't work. It'll frustrate you. But if you actually get life in it and you're like, hey, I'm going to speak life instead of doom. Um, it actually will create life just like God did when he said, let there be light. there was darkness there he said let there be light and he's like imitate me right um so he he used positive confession all the time um you will love the lord your god with all your heart mind soul and strength that's what he said right that's a positive confession about what we're gonna do (laughs) um so uh um yeah man uh pray in tongues 
Pray in tongues. If, if you got hang-ups about tongues, it's time to really investigate this with God and just go for it. Really, you know? It, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. It's real. And it's not just for one time period. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is for now. And that does something inside of you that, like, no, nothing else ever does. And, and yeah, your brain starts getting out of the picture, but your heart grows, your spirit does, and you're praying the mysteries and the truths only of God, and that starts filling up places that you don't even know how to address inside of yourself. Pray in tongues all the time. Paul boasted about doing it more than, I mean, I, I don't know how, what tone he had, but he said, I do this more than you. <laughs> he did. <laughs> do you ever read that? Do you know what I'm talking about? He said that. Uh, <laughs> but um, but do it. There's times where I forget this, and then I would go back and remember. Oh yeah, so I'm doing yard work, spraying stuff, you know, and I'm like praying in tongues. And all of a sudden, I come back in. I'm like, whoa, I feel really empowered. It's it's God. It's definitely a faith thing. But He loves faith. Remember? Yep. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Psalms 19:14. So, my, so that may the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, uh, and my thoughts, every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing and acceptable before your eyes, my only redeemer, my protector and God. That's, that's meditation and, and confession. Using your mouth to speak, up, speak out what he said instead of what the news said. You know, Do we need to be blind to what's going on in the world? Heck no. We're supposed to be sober to that. But use this to speak the truth over those situations instead of let those situations cover us and cover us until we can't even be seen anymore. Um, Okay. Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And what is God's living message? Uh, Is it the uh, revelation of faith for salvation, which is the uh, message that we preach? For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that the God uh, raised uh, the heart, the God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness, which is God's way of doing things, basically. Um, and then the mouth conf- uh, confessed, resulting in salvation. For the scripture encourages us with these words, everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. So confess him out of your mouth. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. Which leads me to the next thing. Um, believe that he truly is good. Really, we sing it. We, we, we say it. We're like, God is a good brother. But some of the times we're still not fully believing it. Really. I mean, thank God for songs like You're a Good, Good Father. Um, and and it, it does something to our heart. And we are like, why is that song so simple? And yet it really does something to me. Well, because it's an ultimate truth like that. It really is. And once we get this really deep in here to where nothing else is going to ever, like that's a core value that nothing else is going to ever detour us from, uh, it's going to shift everything and it's going to start gouging out that perpetual sadness it really is. My daughter, she, she, she grew so much on this DTS that she just did in Australia and Thailand. And she said one of the most important things that, that she got even more was how good God is. She said deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper revelation of that has set her free in ways. Like we're, we're, the past couple of days, her having her home, we're like, whoa, what? This is you? I, it's like things that even normally would bother her aren't. 
you know, we're like, we're going, oh, I want some of that. <laughs> it's really good. And um, Romans 10, 9 and 10 again for this, believing he's truly good. And, and lastly, intimacy with God and vulnerability, that word I was saying. Um, uh, check this out, okay? Intimacy with God. This is, is, is a really cool scripture uh, about intimacy with God. Psalms 18, 20 through 24. God, I'm getting excited just thinking about this scripture. It, uh, check this out. God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. When I got my act together, he gave me a fresh start. Now I'm alert to God's ways. I don't take God for granted. Every day I review the ways uh, he works. I try not to miss a trick. I, I feel put back together, and I'm watching my step. God rewrote, check this out, God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. That's the, that's the message. Psalms 18, 20 through 24. That's talking about us laying before him and saying, here you go. Here you go. And he's going, thank you. Now you're going to get some renewal inside. Vulnerability, intimacy with God. Um, I, I've, I've said this phrase many times, but I love this. Um, you know, concentrating on joy and peace. Those two are like this. And I like to say that joy is peace dancing. And peace is joy resting. And just think about those two elements always with you all the time. Um, these are going to root out that perpetual sadness in your life. Like I said, no shame that sadness happens. Of course it's going to happen. But don't let it be your constant companion. That's not the person that's supposed to be your constant companion. God is, and he's got the actual answer to that sadness. So um, those are some of the things I wanted to say. Actually, we could talk for hours about this. Um, but, uh, you know, I just feel tonight, um, if there's a ministry team from you guys, um, come up and get prayer. I'm going to pray for you right now. Also, I, I was going to ask, you know, the sound team about some music to play, and then all of a sudden I just stopped in my tracks. I felt like God was saying, just sing some, just sing some um, positive confessions over everyone. So I'm just going to hop on the keyboard, sing a little bit over you. Please get up and get some prayer or encourage each other. Um, but I want to pray for you right now, if that's cool. Um, yeah, Holy Spirit, you're the revealer, you're, you're the comforter, you're the speaker of truth, our constant one, and uh, you're here now, and you're here to reveal these things to us, God, um, these truths about the Lord, and also these truths about the things we've accepted that we're not supposed to. Tonight, I'm asking for utter freedom in this room, God. I'm asking for utter freedom for anyone listening to this podcast God, uh, I, I declare the freedom and the joy of the Lord that is our strength. God, that we're all made strong by that, God. And joy doesn't mean that we just bounce around all the day long. God, I'm, I'm asking for that deep, deep joy where there's a peace when even tragedy comes, God, because we're, we're grounded, rooted in you. I thank you, Father, for freedom over this room. Freedom over every household here where hope has been lost, that it returns tonight, that we make decisions and do some things really intentionally. I ask even for energy to do that because sometimes we lose the energy to do that. God, I ask for lots of energy to just go ahead and be intentional.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for ministering to people here. Thank you for continued ministry through this prayer team. We love you. So be it.